It's Thursday, August 19th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative to staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the California wildfires, the COVID booster shots, and California's recall election. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. With very dry weather and a severe drought, California and other western states are experiencing an extreme fire season right now. After a record-breaking season last year in 2020, this year doesn't seem to be providing much relief. It's actually pretty difficult to gauge the scope of all the fires at this point, as many of them are still active with very little containment. Conditions haven't even been cleared yet for disaster recovery teams to assess the damages, and officials are having a hard time keeping the fire maps up to date. What we do know is that in California, there are currently 14 major fires burning throughout the state. The majority of them are in Northern California, and the biggest by far is the Dixie Fire, which is about 140 miles northwest of Sacramento. It's been burning for about a month and has reached about 636,000 acres, or 990 square miles. Right now, it's about 35% contained. This is the second largest fire ever recorded in California. The other fire that has people worried is the Calder Fire, which is near Lake Tahoe. It's actually only two days old, but in that time has grown in size by 24 times. As of right now, it's 0% contained. Around the country, over 25,000 firefighters are battling over 100 large fires. Tens of thousands of homes and buildings have been evacuated, and there's been reports of several injuries, but luckily, not many deaths reported. The Biden administration has begun the push for COVID booster shots, which is another shot of a vaccine for those who are already fully vaccinated. They're saying that at eight months, people should consider going in for a vaccine boost. They cited some studies that have shown the vaccines reduce in efficacy around this time. For example, a Mayo Clinic study showed that the Pfizer vaccine efficacy fell from about 76% to 42%, and Moderna's fell from 86% to 76%. However, the CDC and FDA and some scientists are saying that it's premature to push for booster shots right now. They're saying that while, yes, the efficacy rates do seem to reduce after some time, that the vaccines are still holding up well against the virus, and that while there are some cases of fully vaccinated who still contract COVID, which are called breakthrough cases, that the vast majority are not hospitalized or experiencing a high risk of death. They're likening it to symptoms of a bad cold. They're saying that the available vaccine should instead be used for the unvaccinated, either here in the U.S. or abroad where many countries are still struggling to distribute the shot. They do say, however, that some exceptions should be made for those who are immunocompromised, such as cancer or HIV patients. When asked about the pushback, Press Secretary Jen Psaki defended the administration's decision to promote the booster, saying we have enough doses to offer boosters and provide aid overseas. Uh, with regard to the booster shots, uh, how many shots does the U.S. have available for boosters? And will supplying boosters have any impact on U.S. vaccine donations around the world? 
So um, let me first note that tomorrow the COVID-19 team and our health and medical experts will host a briefing and we'll discuss next steps as it relates to boosters. I would also uh, note for your uh, planning that you can expect to hear from the president on this topic as well uh, following their briefing. So I will leave it to them to provide additional details uh, and to answer what I know are your good questions about data and an understanding of what leads to decisions along those lines. On the supply uh, component of that, I'm sure they will address that, Josh, but one of the things we have said repeatedly, and I will note, I said back in May, Jeff Zions said again in July, is that part of our operational focus was ensuring we had enough supply to provide booster shots, should that be a decision made by the FDA. So that has been in our planning processes for months now, and certainly we've uh, planned for this contingency, and we'll wait for a formal announcement. You've probably heard that California is heading for a gubernatorial recall election, and it's coming up in just a few weeks, so let's go over what's going on. California Governor Gavin Newsom is up for a recall, which means that enough California voters signed the petition needed to potentially remove him from office. In California, that's 12% of the turnout from the last election. The last time the numbers were met and an election happened was in 2003 when Governor Gray Davis was ousted and Arnold Schwarzenegger took his place. The movement to replace Gavin Newsom really gained traction the last year or so. Republicans generally never really liked him anyway because of his management of immigration, gun control, and frequent fires. But it was his handling of the pandemic that really moved these recall efforts forward. Gavin has found himself in the middle of more than one scandal over the last 19 months, one of them being his infamous attendance at an indoor group dinner without wearing a mask after he implemented laws making that exact act illegal. It also didn't help that the dinner was held at high-end restaurant French Laundry, where meals usually run several hundreds of dollars a head. Another was his sweeping lockdown laws for the state, which many blame for closing down businesses and forcing so many out of work. And not to mention that the state is also facing one of its worst droughts ever, and subsequently one of its worst fire seasons ever, a worsening homeless problem, and a mass exodus of residents. Right now, there are 46 candidates that will appear on the recall ballots. On September 14th, Voters will have two decisions to make. One, whether Newsom will remain governor or not. And two, if not, then who will take his place? Today is Thursday, August 19th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review, as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram, at the news diet, or directly to my email, feedback at thenewsdiet.com.